Hi guys. Hello. <laughs> Glad to be back with you guys again. Um, I think we're on lesson number four, and we're going to do obsessive versus trusting. And today we're going to speak a lot about prayer as well. I that's, heard. That's right. And so we want what we want to realize is that we have two sides of our brain: our right brain and our left brain. And sometimes when we're triggered, we get into that right brain, which triggers old trauma and makes everything exaggerated. And when that happens, we want to engage the left brain. And one way to do that is through prayer. Another way to do that is through any type of meditation, even meditating on a hobby, like I quilt. And so when I get stuck in the right brain and I'm thinking all these little short, um, this don't matter and that don't matter and I'm really mad at this, then I can sit down and quilt and it just engages that left brain and all of a sudden it puts those two sides of my brain back together. I heard what that which we pay attention to grows. Yes. And so if you're meditating on something, it will grow. And whatever you think about and obsessively think about, it will grow. Absolutely. And so it's great that we say in recovery to always get in the solution, get out of the problem. And when you think on the problem, you dwell on the problem, you end up with more problems. Right. So if we can engage that left brain, then those two will go together and we can stop that obsession. So the left brain is my solution. That's right. And the right brain is my problem. Is, is sometimes we get stuck. So prayer is work. And it's also, it's also learned through dedication and through practice. And so when you see that, okay, I'm stuck, then start that practicing. Okay, I can do something different today. And it's going to also bring you to close to the heart of God in fellowship. So as you're connecting with God, you're also connecting with yourself. And that's going to be really helpful. So I heard prayer was just the, me talking to God. And um, a lot of times I will, I will kneel. I get on my knees when I do it. I find that to be a very humbling place for me. That when, when I kneel and pray, I tend to seem, at least for me, I feel more like he is God and I am not. And, right. and it puts me in a much more humble place. But I think you can pray laying on your bed, sitting on your chair, riding down the road. Matter of fact, the Bible says pray without ceasing. I think we need to be praying and talking with God all the time. Well, now, see, I, had, I have just a hair issue with what <laughs> I interpreted that a few years ago. I thought, okay, I'm going to pray without ceasing. And so I did. And I started praying without ceasing, except I wasn't praying. I was obsessing. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my kids were coming in at my bed at night, and they were like, Mom, when are we going to camping? And it's like, you know, January. And, and then the next one would come in, and it'd be like 2, 3, 4 in the morning. And I'm like, guys, what's going on? And so I said, Lord, this has gone on for days. They won't hush. They're talking over each other. They're interrupting each other. They're interrupting me and my sleep in the middle of the night. What's going on? He's like, this is what you're doing to me. You are obsessing. You're not. Just trust me. So that's when I wrote this lesson. So prayer is this total dependency on God, not including him in your obsessing. Yeah. I heard the other day, I, I don't always know what to say, but I know how to pray. And, and I think it's important that you, you don't always have to know, right? I think we yeah. spoke about that a minute. You don't always have to know, but it, I, I can trust in him that I, I've seen enough goodness and I've been through enough times that, that I've learned to trust him. Yes. Yeah. So hit those obsessive prayer um, um, so, thoughts that I was doing. So thoughts on the problem, like mm -hmm. we just talked about. You, uh, If you stay focused on the problem, you get the problem. You focus on the solution, you get the solution. Constantly replaying the problem in your mind. Constantly. By the way, they call that resentment, and it means to keep refeeling 
I feel it and I refill it. I feel it and I refill it. And I really think that in, ingrains it into your brain and makes the trauma strong. Oh gosh, yeah, that is the way that the growth and just sets and sets. And sets. Rationalizing my actions in prayer. Um, God, you know, I only did it because so and so. Like, like you're gonna get God to agree with you cussing her out through the drive-through, right? And, and it's so funny how we will rationalize our actions and behaviors. Wrestling with God and demanding he fix the problem. problem. I've done that one too. Lord, you know this isn't right. You know this isn't right. We have to fix this. I I have to say on that one, I speak of this a lot that we say, pray God, fix it, pray God, fix it. And a lot of times I think he's given it to us to fix. And it's like, I want to act reckless, but keep praying and ask God to keep zapping me with miracles. I, I don't think it's for God to keep always zapping us with the miracle that sometimes right. we need to do what's right, huh? Absolutely. He's the God of the mountain. He's the God of the valley. Ooh. He's the God of the day. He's the God of the night. Nobody wants to hear the God, God of the, the good, valley. <laughs> and he's the God of the bad. And, and, and if you don't get in that valley and you get lost in that valley, how's your faith going to grow? But when you get in that valley, if you're still trusting God, you're going to grow. Now, once I graduated from obsessive prayer, I was still into anxious prayer. I was chronically worrying, fretful, crying, and fearful. I was meditatively deciding to manipulate my circumstances to get my own way. Because if I can fix this, that's probably not even my problem and my, you know, for me to fix. But if I can fix it, then it's going to go away and I'm going to have a temporary relief of that anxiety. Mm-hmm. So then I'll bargain with God. Okay, if you do this, Lord, then I'll do this. <laughs> Been there before. We <laughs> called them foxhole prayers a lot or jailhouse. Oh, please get me out of this one. <laughs> yes, yes. And then perverting scripture to justify sinful behaviors. <sighs> Seen that a lot. Uh, yeah. A lot of people want to pervert scripture to make it fit their, yeah. their thinking and their way. Every seed bearing plant was given to man. So that means that we can we can do this and we can do this because oh eventually it gets back to where it's just a plant, even though it's a, a toxic substance to our body. So then you have to think about what Paul said. He says, uh, all things are are a lot permissible, but not all, all things, things are expedient. Ed- edify. Yeah. yeah, not all things edify. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. So hit the trusting and submissive. So allowing others to have free will to choose. I got to let you make your own choice. I can't be demanding and make you do what I think right. you should do. The next is getting out of the way of violent, manipulative, angry people. That's really hard to do if you're a loved one to a person called an addiction mm-hmm. that we get caught in the trap of thinking we're going to help maybe straighten the path for them a little bit, maybe make it a little easier and, and we get in the way. And uh, the problem is they will use your love against you mm-hmm. and you get caught in your own, as me and mm-hmm. you talk about a lot in these series, that the loved ones, we get caught in our own uh, negative cycle behaviors and, and almost trapped. Well, and right? the elderly, their philosophy in, in the 1960s was you just keep picking them up and eventually they stand. Well, you can't do that with addiction. You can't just keep picking them up and let them stand because they don't stand. They, they just take advantage of Over you and pull you down. And so they really got to learn some hard lessons early while those lessons are really small. So the next one is letting others have their own consequences or helping others with structure that requires them to be responsible, cooperative, and fully engaged in recovery. And so it's not about avoid helping them avoid the consequence, but rather helping them through their consequence and helping them see their way through. What did you learn here? And yeah, how did you get here? How, how can we help you through right. this, not get you out of it? If, right. If I can pay ten thousand dollars, get an attorney, and get you out of it. 
I probably didn't help him. No, you probably didn't. Not with addiction. No, not with addiction. Honoring God first and setting strong, firm boundaries in relationships. Right. It's a big part that we um, uh, we have no boundaries in relationship. Mom, child, uh, they just cross every boundary, don't they? Well, you think about, you can think about uh, in Galatians 1, it says, if you're pleasing man, you have stopped pleasing me. And so mm-hmm. one of the things was causing me a lot of anxiety was I was trying to please everybody and please everybody and please everybody. Well, I figured out once I please them, they're only happy for a moment until the next thing that they want me to do. And then I have this whole cycle starts again. So I just decided just to please God. Mm-hmm. And that stopped all the anxiety. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do what's right before God's eyes and I'm going to let the chips fall wherever they want. Let it work itself. Yeah, out. releasing it itself loved out. ones and situation into God's faithful hands. That uh, he he's better than I am. He knows better than I am. He sees situations in a way I can't even imagine. And, and I wonder how is this going to work out. And he just knows so much better. So just trusting that. Um, and you know, he's got the whole world in, in his, his hands. hands. <laughs> and so I do believe the whole world is in his hands, and I think he can do a better job at it than I can. And, um, you know, I'll do my part and, and see my way through um, pieces. You know, the the effort's my part. The outcome is God's. And yeah. so I'll do my part, whatever that is. But I can't put my hands all over these things. We call it in, in addiction and in, in recovery, we call it fix, manage, and control. control. Yeah. And so we try to manipulate and work things out the way we think they should be. Well, so we've gone through obsessive prayer anxious prayer. And then we've started trusting and submitting to God saying, okay, Lord, you've got this. I can't fix it. And that's kind of where we're releasing things to God. And then the next thing we want to do, and this is going to heal you. This is going to bring great healing to your soul is we want to do scriptural prayer. Mm -hmm. So meditating on scripture, turning scripture into prayer. I found it very beneficial to when I started to learn a few scriptures, for, I'll give you the, the biggest one for me, because I was going through a very hard time, and I was in prison, and I really needed peace. And I learned about a promise from God in Isaiah 26.3, and it says, Thou, talking about God, will keep him, talking about me, in perfect, perfect peace, peace, whose perfect. mind is stayed on thee, because mm. he trusts in thee. Amen. And I, I used to have to quote that scripture to myself as a prayer 50, 100 times a day. And, yep. and it really did comfort me and it seen me through those times. So turning scripture into prayer is huge. And, and so my life verse, uh, the one God gave me was Psalm seventeen fifteen, And I shall not be satisfied until I wake in thy likeness. Ooh, so I wake in what? Until I wake in his likeness. So I look like him. I shall not be satisfied. Ooh. So the Lord told me just to keep pressing Striving in, pressing to be in, better. pressing in. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bad. And I'm going to do bad things and I will say bad things and I will think bad thoughts. And, and maybe if you're caught in addiction, maybe you think you're bad, but I want you to stop judging yourself. I want you to stop saying, oh, I relapsed again. I'm bad. And then, and then doing self-destructive things. Instead, I want you to say, no, I'm not bad. I'm wounded and I need help. Mm-hmm. That's great. Grateful in all things. Grateful in all things. In all things give thanks. This is the The will will of God God in Christ Jesus. And and that's a key. That gratefulness. Prayer is one key. Gratefulness is another key. And if you use those two keys, you can unlock your anxiety. So like when my loved one would go to prison and I would be all hysterical and upset, instead of being upset and anxious, I'd say, thank you, Lord that now he's going to live for another day. Now he's going to have a chance to sober up. Now he's going to have a chance to make a different choice. Now we're going to have a chance to get before the judge and get him into a rehab where he can get help. And I just started being grateful. And then it broke all that anxiety. I didn't have any anxiety at all. (laughs) 
Mm. Rocky's tired. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Afternoon nap, weekend nap. Um, talking about being grateful, you know, Paul said he learned to be content in all, all things. things. All and things. he said, I know how to abase and abound, which meant, you know, I, I know how to eat bologna and do really well. I love meat and bologna. Sandwich. I know how to eat filet mignon. Like I can eat a good steak or I know how to eat bologna. I'm, you know, I'm good both either way. And learning to be okay where you're at on the way to where you're going is right. very important. So resting and waiting in Christ with full assurance of his sovereignty, knowing he, you know, he's over it all. He's uh, most powerful and will oversee through all things. And his timing is so much different than mine. I mean, this has been like a, a 30 year battle for our family. It's not mm -hmm. been something that, that, you know, I ever thought that would go on this long. I thought, you know, we could get it taken care of in just a couple of years, just a couple of rehabs. But, you know, sometimes it, it just goes on and on and it's just a cycle. And the only thing that you can do is back off, find Christ, find your peace and be able to enjoy your life. Otherwise, your whole life is spent suffering for somebody else. Yeah, I think God, um, primarily that waiting is a huge problem that we find that, you know, especially in, 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 the, in addiction and recovery, you know, that we always say, I want what I want and I want, I want it, it now. now. <laughs> and God, I think, answers us in four ways. And I think find it a kind of a joke that's, you know, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's wait a little while, and that's the biggie right there. But then the last one is, you know, uh, are you kidding me? And that's, you <laughs> not, know, I'm not doing what's not good for you. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah, you just have to trust the Lord. The, the wait a little while is probably one of the tough ones. Or, yeah. or uh, some of the best things was, um, some of the best blessings I have was God saying no. Some of the things yeah, I think I would have absolutely. prayed for, I'm thankful today He did not give yes, me. me too. And life's way better than what it would have been had it. I settled for yeah, what I was years talking. ago. I used to pray, Lord, do this, Lord, do this, Lord, do this, Lord, do this. And then I heard that step in AA that says, just pray to know the will of the, to know the will of God. Mm -hmm. And so when I don't know what to pray, I just, Lord, I just, I'm just praying your will, whatever that would be. Well, that is, that is a huge for me. Cause I mean, I'm a fixer. I wanted, I wanted to get in there and tell God how to do it. And he didn't need my help. So for me to come to the point where I'm just like, Lord, I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to worship you. I'm going to praise you that I'm out of my deep suffering intimacy and fellowship with Christ that um, staying in fellowship and relationship with him right. through prayer through meditation reading the word fellowshipping with other people you know that really know him these are all important aspects to yeah. stay in through um, fellowship with Christ alert to pray for the needs of others don't always just pray for what you need and what you want right. that it's very important to make sure that you're giving your life to the needs of others and you're praying for others. That's very important. Well, and, and don't pray that they necessarily get released from all the problems. Instead, pray that God uses those to bring them to an end to themselves so that they can find him, they can find peace. Yeah. And so when you're praying for others, remember, just give and it should be given unto you. So when you're praying for others yes. and praying for good things to happen for them and God to help them through their situations, I mean, someone's doing the same thing for you and you will get the help that mm -hmm. you're asking for mm -hmm. them, which okay. I found. So beneficial in all my life. Purposefully praying for leaders and others in authority. Godly character to be upon them. Now, I know I'm having a bad day if my Bible's open on the counter. <clears throat> and all day long, I keep going and grabbing another little snippet, just another little mm. phrase. Uh, yeah. You know, um, let me commit my ways to you. Let me delight in you. Let mm -hmm. me stop fretting. Let me uh, Three times in Psalms 37, it says, fret not, fret not, fret not. And so if I can just get a phrase, and meditate on that, it'll stop that obsessing. It'll stop that anxiousness mm -hmm. because I'm just forcing my left brain to engage a thought that's higher than me. Yeah. 
So part of that is what she taught left to right brain is learning to respond instead of react. Right. And slow down. We call it think, think, think. Um, pause, process, proceed. Think before you act and react. Breathe and don't react. Right. Um, respond, don't react. Um, don't be impulsive. All these things that you think about, it gets you to slow down and do follow through and do what would be right by you and for you, not what you feel right. and not what you want. If right. you could say, if slow down before you made every decision, say, what am I going to do that's right by me, for me, for my future, instead of what I think, what I feel, and what I want? Because many times we don't want what's best for our future. Right. And we're thinking about an immediate need for a feel. And I feel this way, so I want to do this. And those right. kinds of things. So. so while worry is choking the word in your life, the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires of other things, if allowed in my heart, come and choke out the word and it makes it unfruitful and that's mark 419 so think about what's stealing your joy because you're probably divided you're probably trying to come and then you've got all this nonsense over here so now you feel like a hypocrite so instead just understand that you're still a dichotomous you're still like two people right now and eventually if you just keep pressing into the lord that's all going to fit together don't give up. Don't think I'm a hypocrite because I'm crazy today. Instead, think, okay, now tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to press in and I'm going to work this and I'm, I'm going to, it's going to come through for me. Yeah, that was the parable of the seed sower. Right? Yeah. And it's, that the cares and riches of this world will really will right. get in the way and, and with so your And so all of us feel like this, whether, whether we're in addiction or not. And I've never been in addiction. I've been in enabling. But <laughs> I'm just exactly like you. I have that entire split where I feel like I'm like losing my mind some days. Yeah. So um, part of the application of this is what we're talking about is prayer is profound, and mm -hmm. yet somehow it is so simple. Yeah. It really is. It is simple. And that even a child even can do a it. Child. Sometimes my prayers are so feeble, it is shocking how God answers exactly as I prayed them. Maybe it depends upon the depth of my obedience and hearing and receiving the word. That's important. It's not, I don't want to put the emphasis on your obedience, like you be obedient and this will happen, but it, it is a piece of that. But the hearing and receiving the word, remember right. that it's so important mm -hmm. that if you'll hear from God, receive it and act upon it, the will make a difference and activate it in your life. Um, so that my heavenly father is concerned about more than any words that I might pray. Yep. Others like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it and produce it a crop. 30, 60 and a hundred. Oh, um, what was sown. That's also Mark. And it's the finish of that parable. We'll just read. So praying is the quickest, most powerful way to peace. It's, a, it's, the, it's the greatest, most straightest path to go right straight to peace. God's word is active and living, and it can discern between the heart and your motives, and it can cut right through all that confusion. So for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the moral, the joints, uh, the soul and the spirit, the joints and the moral, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And that's Hebrews 4, 12. Attitude of the heart. It's not just about here, what's in here. Because, you, you know, we'll try to trick ourselves. And, and you know, your heart will always show itself. I, I say that the heart always shows up. Yeah. I don't care what you tell me. Right. Your heart will always right. show up. And so let your problems, sorrows, and regrets uh, leave them at the altar of God and ask him to help you. There's sometimes you just can't do anything but leave it there. There's, there's nothing we can do. We can't fix it. We can't change it. We can't. Cast your yeah. cares upon him because he cares, cares for, for you, you, it says. <laughs> so now, turn this scripture into prayer. Okay. The, the scripture is, in you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame or to confusion. Shame means confusion. And that's Psalm 71.1. Okay, so turn that around into a prayer. Oh God, stop the confusion. 
please give me refuge in you. Help me to make good decisions. Amen. 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 Didn't we tell you this was simple? Yeah. And it really is. Just take it. I mean, literally, I hung out in the Psalms one time for a whole year. I couldn't get out of the Psalms. I I would just cry my way through it. I had, um, you know, someone that time, you know, we think when uh, someone's going to pray and you you hear someone like they're over in the corner and it's so holy, thus saith the Lord. And and it's like, he don't even talk like that. Like, just (laughs) speak to him, man. Like, he knows who you are. Just tell him. And so, um, it was also taught to me if you're really if you're at the beginning of this and you're one of the people like I don't know how to pray I'm not sure if he's even out there I'm struggling um, and you feel like you're talking to the air you know I've been talking to the air for a long time now and it's been working so we would invite you to start <laughs> with <laughs> we would invite you to start with in the morning listen yeah help help me Lord help me Lord help me Lord and at night thanks yes and really you can't know I, I know plenty of people we start that simple we talk mm-hmm. about recovery and in, in the morning say help Indeed. at night they say can. thanks yeah. and let it grow from there to the point where we talk about many people in recovery will say they throw their car keys under the bed and so they have to get down on their knees, on their knees. And, and that's a very no, <laughs> that's tons okay. of people i know do this that's like, good. I don't, i've that's not good. had to do that myself I, like i i just hit my knees my friend so you have people throw their car keys mm-hmm. under the bed and so they have to get on their knees to get the keys out so they always get on their knees to pray okay so, now prayer is not going to work if you don't do it gotta pray you gotta pray <laughs> right it's uh you know it's, it's like um, i'm not gonna go to work but i'm hungry so go in the closet and pray for a ham sandwich like, yeah. it's, it's not gonna happen you gotta go to work <laughs> so we gotta pray guys yeah. so prayer does not work if you do not pray and you must pray earnestly and pray fervently the prayer of a righteous man availeth and it'll grow it'll grow and, and and just one day you'll break through. And then like, there are many times that I get right back in that little obsessive trap and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just going to settle myself down until I get that breakthrough. Yeah. So remember guys, the Lord, Lord is, is my rock and my, my fortress and, and my deliverer, my God, my strength and in whom I trust. Psalms 18.2. And this is the Rocker Recovery Lessons. They're number four. Um, number four. The PDFs are on my website, enablersjourney.com. And now these lessons are on YouTube. And I've also put them in MP3 forms. And they're on Rocker Recovery MP3 on Spotify, uh, Podbean, and on iTunes. How cool is that? And we want you to get these out. <laughs> Definitely get these lessons to teach to any groups, to any people. Yeah. You, and you, the PDFs are really good. You can see, like, they're really outlined. You can walk yeah. right through them, kind of like we just did today. By the way, that's what we did. Um, we shared our personality and our hearts with you and scripture that we know. But we really just walked through a lesson ourselves. Yes, so, we did. So get these out to all your people and groups. And don't forget to keep tuning in. We thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.